Hey guys, welcome to the number 207 ever episode of Always Talk with Chase. Uh, I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. And in today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Wizards vs. Grizzlies game and breaking down if Kristaps Porzingis should be closing the game or if he's too much of a liability on one side of the ball to cost the Wizards game and someone else should be starting. He is going to be mentioned as well uh, throughout the episode. And then after that, we will also preview the Wizards at Hornets game um, tonight. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, view. Yes, I will watch part of this game, but I am mostly going to watch Ravens Saints tonight because, well, primetime Monday night games for the Ravens, you know, you know, you know, that's my thing. You know, but I, I will definitely watch a lot of this game, and I think this is a really important game for the Wizards. And we'll break that down after we do break down the Wizards Grizzlies game. That's enough talking for me. Subscribe, follow, share, view. Of course, as always, let's get into this. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. <laughs> So when you look at this Wizards-Grizzlies uh, game last night, um, I am surprisingly happy with how the Wizards played, for the most part. Um, I really like the way Monte Morris played. I would like him to have more than one assist. That is why we, uh, we meaning the Wizards, why we initially brought him to the team. Uh, we brought him to the team to get some assists. And yes, he needed to take more of a scoring role. He was the team's leading scorer uh, with Beal out. But I would have liked to see him facilitate a little bit more. But I also understand why he couldn't facilitate a little bit more. Because the Wizards' three-point shooting was not good. And this is something that the Wizards' three-point Wizards three shooting has, hasn't been a, a liability this year at all. 19.5% from three-point range this year. So, I mean, 19.5% in this game. But they haven't been bad overall this year. And the Wizards were not a team – are not a team – uh, so far this year, that has attempted a lot of threes. Going into the game, they were last in three-point attempts. Now they're 26 because they attempted 41 attempts and only made eight. When you do that, it's hard to win yourself a game. And there were a lot of plays down the stretch where Monte Morris, um, Jordan Goodwin, these guys were making great passes as these as the guards, as they're supposed to do. They were making great passes and great plays to their teammates, and they were just – not doing what they were supposed to do. Porzingis, 1 of 6 from 3. Kuzma, 2 of 9 from 3. Kisper, 0 of 3 from 3. Avdia, 0 of 5 from 3. I, I, what's, I mean, what is going on? Barton, 1 for 5 from 3. That's another reason why we brought him to the team, uh, Will Barton, is so that he can shoot the ball. Um, But I do want to also mention the positives in this game because Kyle Kuzma, double-double, that was good. Um, Porzingis, uh, 3 blocks was good, but I'm going to talk about Porzingis. He did not have a great game at all, actually. Uh, Rui Hachimura. Great. Now, I know he didn't have a negative plus minus or a positive plus minus. He just had a zero. But it seemed that the Wizards were really succeeding when he had the ball. 15 points, three rebounds, seven to 12 shooting. Uh, Will Barton also played well, 12 points, five assists, four rebounds. Uh, Daniel Gafford played incredible in his 14 minutes, nine points, four, six shooting, five rebounds, two assists. was playing really good defense. He was, get, he was grabbing the rebounds when he needed to be. He was being aggressive uh, when he needed to be and soft when he needed to be. He was playing really great basketball. And then Jordan Goodwin was closing the game for the Wizards. He had t- in 
26 minutes, 9 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. It's crazy to think just a few months ago, this guy was on the Capital City Go-Go looking to see if he'll ever make an NBA team. Now he's closing games for an NBA roster, and I don't see a reason why he shouldn't uh, play. Not I don't know if he played 26 minutes tonight, but at least play him a good amount of minutes because um, – He's really been stepping up. He's really been playing um, like this point guard that I always thought he could be. You know, I mentioned in my summer league, uh, not this past year, but the year before, that Jordan Goodwin, as long as he made that G League team, I said I thought he could develop into someone that could really get a future big role on the team. And here we are on November 7th, 2022, and we see, um, you know, him just continue to progress and continue to get better. Um, so that's always great to see. But there are a few things that need to break down. I already broke down the three-point shooting. Christoph Porzingis was a complete liability. Um, to end the game. Christos Porzingis was out. I think it was around five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And Porzingis closed. Three possessions straight, missed a shot when the Wizards had the chance to keep cutting the lead down. And every time Memphis went down and scored, Porzingis made soft fouls, which ended up being a three-point play, and he was not getting the blocks that he was getting um, in the first half. I didn't expect him to get three blocks. I expected him to play good defense. Daniel Gaffer was playing good defense, getting rebounds, and making shots. Christoph Porzingis did didn't check off any of those boxes to end the game. And this is the guy that's supposed to be that number two star. When your number one star is out, when your superstar is out, he's supposed to be the number one star. And he did not show any reason for us to think he could be a number one star right now. Whereas Kyle Kuzma also didn't show that, but mostly Christoph Porzingis. And here's my question to you is if this is not a new thing, he had five personal fouls too. Should Christoph Porzingis be closing games? He's getting in foul trouble. He's not playing credible defense. And when he does play good offense, and he sometimes plays good offense, it's inconsistent. So I think that's another thing, too. Wes Unsler Jr. has not adjusted quick enough. And I think that is the main thing here when you look at the Washington Wizards. Wes Unsler Jr. Does not, has not adjusted quick enough. He adjusted last night with Jordan Goodwin. He adjusted to put him into there. He adjusted to uh, take Anthony Gill out after struggling in the starting lineup. He only played three minutes last night. And insert Denny Avdia into the starting lineup, even though Denny Avdia didn't have a great game despite 10 rebounds. But So he has done some things. But... Calls out of the timeout, awful down the stretch. That's, you know, Wes Hunter Jr. has definitely been better than Scott Brooks. But the one thing you can rely on with Scott Brooks is plays out of the timeout. We haven't really gotten that from Wes Hunter Jr. Um, we, you know, and then honestly, the, just the lack of adjusting. He refuses to put Daniel Gafford in in the fourth, in like late in the fourth quarter, and it drives me crazy. I don't know if it's a fatigue thing. I don't know if Gafford gets tired. He's playing like 13 and a half minutes a game when he was playing 20 minutes a game last year, being a very productive guy, you know, double digit points, six rebounds, getting like a block and a half a game. And he's still that same productive player. He's just not getting the time that he needs. I don't know why he's not closing games. He played 14 minutes last night. I don't understand why he's not closing games, or at least he's not playing a lot like okay now you're on defense after a free throw put Gafford in to get the rebound or what something like that you know like I, I think he needs to play Daniel Gafford more down the stretch and I do think Chris Porzingis should close but I do think Daniel Gafford should have a main role in that closing lineup I don't know if Chris Porzingis and Daniel Gafford can gel together we haven't really seen that yet but I would I do want to see though maybe out of a free throw okay take Porzingis out for this defensive possession and then we can put him back in, especially if you have a lot of timeouts. Plays out of the timeout. And what frustrates me is that I get that the Wizards didn't win this game without Beal. I did not expect them to win this game. I think they put up a really good fight. That 19 nothing run, very key. I was so happy to see the Wizards be able to go on a huge run. But what upsets me is when the Wizards have a potential to win games, and it's not like they make large mistakes. They just make middle mistakes, like little mistakes to lose them the game. That's what always drives me crazy is that, they didn't make that many mistakes. 
That's the point. They just made a they they made a lot of ones, but not like a huge mistake. Just call one play out of a timeout. All of a sudden, it's a two point game. Then the Grizzlies need to think it over. It changes the whole dynamic of the game, right? Especially when the Wizards didn't turn the ball over, which was a key thing. And Memphis's fast break was not like you know thriving, you know, and really playing like everyone thought they would. So I think that's what frustrates me is when the Wizards lose games with things they absolutely can control, with little mistakes that they can easily fix. And I think they can fix those mistakes tonight against the Charlotte Hornets, and I am going to preview uh, that game. But I do think the Wizards had a potential to win last night. It was a great job seeing them play. Um, but I do think they do need to step it up a little bit more, and Wes Hunter Jr. needs to adjust better, and Chris Osborne's needs to play better down the stretch if the Wizards do want to make a run at the playoffs. Uh, I do want to preview this game. Wizards, injuries. Bradley Beal and DeLon Red are both out. Kyle Kuzma is questionable, but I do think he is going to play. For Charlotte Hornets, LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, both out. Cody Martin is doubtful. And Dennis Smith Jr. having a career year, he is questionable uh, for the matchup. Starting lineups for the Wizards, I think it is going to stay the same. We're going to have Monte Morris, Corey Kispert, Danny Avdia, Kyle Kuzma, and Christos Porzingis. If Kuzma is, for some reason, if he is out, from because he is questionable, if he is out, um, that spot will go to Rui Hachimura in the starting lineup. For Charlotte, um, it does. This is going to be a little interesting how they are going to fix their lineup, but I do think it is going to be Dennis Smith Jr. along with Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre, P.J. Washington, and Mason Plumley. If Dennis Smith Jr. doesn't play, they're really going to have to go into quick shuffle mode. You probably move Terry Rozier up to the one. You'll put Kelly Oubre at the two. Um, and then you'd have, you'd have to do a Jaden McJay, the McDaniels at three. You'd have to do a lot of adjusting, uh, but um. If you're a Hornets fan, you got to hope Dennis Smith Jr. plays having it. He's having a great year this year. He's averaging, what, 10 points a game, like f- six assists, three rebounds, 48% uh, free throw, 43% three. Uh, I think I just remembered that off the top of my head. I'm not looking at stats right now. Uh, but, yeah, really great year for him. I- I'm really happy to see him. I know he had a rough start to his NBA career, and I'm really happy to see him having a lot of success. Uh, my prediction, I have the Wizards winning 107 to 103. Starting off with my Coburn's catch, I think the key thing here is don't be afraid to foul. Um. The Hornets are 29th in free throw percentage this year, making just 72% of their free throws. That is not good. Now, I think this could be because LaMelo Ball's out because he shot over 87% from three last year. But he is still out. So that's not going to change. Um, So it's not like, you know, oh, now, now the free throw shooting is going to be better. Nothing like that. And if the Wizards do get into foul trouble, I don't think it will be a problem. West Elmsford Jr. could adjust, take a guy, of course, thing that's getting into foul trouble and put in a guy like Daniel Gafford who doesn't get into foul trouble um, as frequently. And considering the Wizards have a lot of depth at forward and at center at forwards and at the center position especially um i think this would be a good opportunity for them to you know be be a little more foulful i'm creating a word foulful you know foul a little bit more you know don't it'll be a little more aggressive i mean in this game and then if the wizards are in foul trouble because if they're in foul trouble forcing them to make free throws right then the wizards have already developed a lead if they're forcing them to shoot free throws then um they could be taking a lead. That when you have that lead, let the Hornets shoot because they're 27th in the league in field goal percentage. I think if you're Russell Jr., don't be afraid to foul. Take a lead while they're missing those free throws. Um, you got to sustain that lead by playing smart offense, playing really good defense, and then I think the Wizards will win the game. Spread time, Wizards plus 2.5, Hornets minus 2.5, over under 213.5. I would pick the under. I have 210 points in my matchup, and I would pick the Wizards. My spread, I think it's even. I think it should be who do you think is going to win uh, over under 212. 
Fantasy Outlook, I have Christoph Porzingis getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. I have Terry Rozier getting 40 to 50 fantasy points. I have Kelly Oubre Jr., the former Wizard, getting 35 to 40 fantasy points. And I have Ruby Hachimura getting 25 to 35 fantasy points. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? I think ESPN giving the Hornets a 62.2% chance of winning is an exclamation point type percentage. I understand that the Wizards are without Bradley Beal and possibly without Kyle Kuzma. But the Wizards have been a, I mean, the Hornets have been a worse team this season. And they don't have LaMelo Ball, nor do they have Gordon Hayward. And they may not even have Dennis Smith Jr. I think considering the fact that the Wizards, without Bradley Beal, nearly beat one of the better teams in the NBA on, on the on the Grizzlies' home, uh, home court last night, the fact that they nearly beat them without Bradley Beal, I think they should have a higher percentage chance. I think they should be the favorite to beat the Charlotte Hornets. I would give them around a 51-52% chance of winning. The Wizards, a 51-52% chance of winning. But not like a major underdog. If they're an underdog, like 48 47%. Like 37%? What? That doesn't make any sense. And last but not least, who you got? I think Daniel Gafford is going to have a very good game tonight. The Hornets run mostly a small ball lineup off the bench. Yeah, Mason Plumley, But then, like, it's, like, Nick Richards, Jalen McDaniels, because Mark Williams doesn't play that much uh, yet. So, um, it's it's a lot of small ball uh, off the bench. And Daniel Gafford, while he's a smaller center, um, he is um, a very strong, big center like that. And I think he's going to be uh, the Wizards bench's main source of offense. Uh, Gafford's had to drop his – I know people are saying that Daniel Gafford has been playing worse this year because he's had to drop his statistics. But it's because of lack of opportunity. As I mentioned, he hasn't been playing enough minutes. And I think once what Coach Unsell notices this mismatch, he will get a lot more opportunities to have a main role in this Wizards win. I think he has 18 points, 8 rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks, 70% field goal shooting, never, he never attempts a three. He hasn't attempted one three in his career, so 0% three-point shooting, 80% free throw line, and have zero turnovers in the matchup. I think he's going to be one of the Wizards' best players in a 107 to 100 win, 107 to 103 victory over the Hornets. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. I'm going to watch part of this game. I'm going to enjoy it, and then I'm going to enjoy the Ravens beating the New Orleans Saints. But let's hope Christoph Porzingis can close games. The Wizards can get all of this done and get back on the right track um, here in Charlotte. Again, hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, and view. And, of course, as always, I will see you next time. Peace.